Hey, Kara. Hey, Megan. <laughs> Wait, let's redo that. <laughs> I was just talking to Kara in like a big country accent because that's the thing that we do when we're being goofy. And all of a sudden I was like, hey, Kara. Hey, Megan. <laughs> what y'all want to talk about today? I'm going to tell you some things. <laughs> Me and Lauren and Ella do that too, where we talk in this big, big accent, you know, because we're making and fun of partners. Just, yeah, all the time. <laughs> and it just like pops in your head and you can't stop. I don't, it's the funniest thing to me. It makes everything a little bit funnier. It really does. Anyway, hey, this is the Witch's Magic Murder and Mystery Podcast. Hey, oh, I'm Kara. I'm Megan. Hey. Uh, last night, the girls and I, there was this thing at the community center in my neighborhood and it said line dancing Stop. at seven. And we were like, oh my God, we have to go. <gasps> and so we went and it was actually a fitness class, like a group. It was a dancing fitness what? class, but we were not prepared. But it was all we we stayed. It was a great time. But uh, that's I, hilarious. Just thinking about them made me remember that. <laughs> yep. Did you all show up to this fitness activity in like boots and stuff? No, I did have on jeans, but oh, I okay. just I, I live right by there, so I ran yeah. home and changed real quick. Okay, Once good. I was like, oh, my kids never wear jeans ever. Yeah. So that they was were a problem funny. for them. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing yeah yeah i think soap wears jeans like once every three months no maybe no my children are like very against yeah anything that is uncomfortable right so yeah <laughs> not only in clothing but in life if it's uncomfortable right. i'm out <laughs> not doing it not doing it i know there was this one coffee shop that i wanted to go into but i was like they're gonna know it's like i have a coffee shop and that it's me and that i'm just trying to like that's see what sweet. they have yeah see what they have <laughs> And I was like, unfortunately, I can't send Sophie in there because she would just peace out the moment somebody asked her a question. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. And Lauren, Ella doesn't speak to people. Yeah. No, Sophie doesn't either. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I, I used to be the same way. Yeah. Sometimes I still have those days where I'm yeah, like, I, just I don't want to talk people. to a person today. Mm-mm. No, thank you. We talk to people for a living. This is we true. Talk, I talk a lot. We talk at people for a living. <laughs> so different. <laughs> I think because of this podcast, people expect me to be right outgoing and just yeah. and I'm on like, it oh, all God, the time. I'm so quiet. Yeah, you don't know. Y'all don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I should warn you before you get started. Uh-huh. I don't have any idea what kind of story Kara has today, but <laughs> I'm in a mood <laughs> and I just want everyone to be aware aware of yeah it, it, it could go in many Either directions way. depending on what it you're about fun. to tell me well it's i mean it it's not really anything crazy so you should be fine it's fine okay. i could find something to get emotional about we might me. we might actually you might <laughs> Okay, so I saw this video either on a TikTok or a Facebook on the conspiracy theories behind birthmarks. Uh, the same day that I noticed, Olive and I have four of the exact same birthmarks. Oh, wow. Yeah. Same spot, same shape, everything. It's wild. Because oh. I remember messaging you and being like, Megan! Yeah. I saw this birthmark on Olive in the yeah. bath. And then I started looking at her more and I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, you are soulmates. I know, it's crazy. Like, I have this big one on my back right here. And then I have one right here and I have one on my butt cheek and she does too. And then I can't remember where the other one is, but yeah. 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 Um, and then Willow has one on the back of her heel and Soph has one in between her toes. So if my children are ever stolen, <laughs> they're easily identifiable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I had to dig deeper, obviously. Of course. Yes. Okay. We all know birthmarks can appear on the skin of a newborn baby shortly or after birth. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come in a variety of forms. They can be flat, raised. Uh, they can have neat or wild outlines. Uh, they can have all sorts of colors from browns and blacks to pale blues, pinks, reds, or purples. You know, Olive was born with that one. 
right there and like above her eyes. Yeah. It faded. When she gets mad, though, that middle one still comes out. It's so <laughs> cute. Okay. We're going to take a little step back into history uh, and talk about the origins of birthmarks and then like what kind of intrigues this superstition. Okay. Yeah. So ancient physicians had some fascinating theories. They believe that birthmarks were the result of maternal impressions. It's maybe like the emotional state or experiences of the mom during pregnancy could physically manifest on the skin of her unborn child. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, a Greek f- physician said that a pregnant woman would only need to look at an image and her child could be born bearing the resemblance of that figure. Uh- <laughs> For some reason, this is making me think about people see like Jesus on toast. Exactly. <laughs> big. Is it big butter Jesus? Is that how it goes? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> but it makes sense, right? <laughs> Big butter Jesus. Jesus. Well, now I'm going to have to Google that and figure out what it is. Yeah. Oh, please do. Please do. I don't know what happened with that, actually. Did it melt? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Back to this. Okay. Another one thought that a baby could be born with a burn mark looking birthmark if a mom looked at a fire while she was pregnant. Yeah, so more myths from around the world on this concept are that if a startled pregnant woman touched her face, it could cause a birthmark on the child. I'm just imagining how stressful it would have like pregnancy is already stressful. And now you're just like, I can't even I can't see do the this fire. because my kid's going to be bored with this mark on it. Yeah. Some more modern concerns think that x-rays during pregnancy can cause a birthmark on the baby. Um, there's another belief that says that the mom's diet during pregnancy, like port wine stains, like birthmark stains, are thought to be caused by wine, cafe a lot, stains are by coffee, which I drink a lot of coffee while I was pregnant with dogs, but she doesn't have any of those. Um, if you eat an excess of strawberries, it might lead to like strawberry marks. I didn't eat those while I was pregnant with olives, so... Who knows where it came from? And then there's also one that says if a pregnant woman scratches a spot while craving something, her child will develop a birthmark in that same area that she was scratching. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's go into like the birthmarks reputation throughout history. You know, some people call them like angel kisses or stork kisses mm-hmm. when babies have the spot on the back of their head or like here, like olive. Um, but you know, we all know that they're the mark of the devil. <laughs> so definitely. It's either it, angel kisses or, or the Satan. mark of the devil. <laughs> it was supposedly a sign from the devil himself, marking his followers as a sign of their loyalty and servitude to him. Legends say that he would leave his mark in various ways, either by scratching the person with his claws. He has claws now. Licking them to leave a pattern resembling a skull, like on Harry Potter, or branding them with a hot iron, resulting in a mark that could be blue or red. It was believed that this marking occurred during the secretive ceremonies held under the cover of the night. Good lord. That's when they started hunting witches for their devil's mark. Jeez. Mm -hmm. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the Journal of Society for Physical Research has spent years exploring the possibility that birthmarks are evidence of reincarnation. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Or it could identify how someone died in a past life. Oh, that's interesting. 
Mm-hmm. There's a school of thought suggesting that birthmarks carry deeper meanings, like serving as reminders or lessons from past lives, and it helps guide individuals to not repeat those same mistakes or conflicts in their current life. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. is it like the more birthmarks you have, the more past lives you had? Probably. So I was playing around with Olive because you know how like kids are so innocent and if you ask them questions and they're just going to answer, well, Olive, I mean, she's one in what, two months? So she doesn't know. Yeah. And so I was asking her, I'll get into this in a second, but um, a red mark right here means that's that, between her eyebrows for people who are just yes, listening. Yeah, yeah. A red mark um, in between her brows, it means that she was like killed with a poisonous arrow I have one of those, too. I had one when I was a baby, but it's, like, super faded now, except for when I get, like, fevers. But I asked her, I was like, Olive, did you live in medieval times? And she shakes her head no. I said, were you a fairy? And she went, and she opened her mouth, like, real wide, and she read yes. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my gosh, you are a fairy? And she shakes her head yes again. And I said, were you killed with a poisonous arrow? And she shakes her head yes. And I was like, did you live on a farm? And she shakes her head no. And Sophie starts asking her questions. So funny. Oh, that's so cute. Gosh, she's so cute. Oh, I love her so much. I can't believe how big she's gotten. I know. Okay, back to this. So, a bullet mark. So, it is, like, if it looks like... Like you were like a scar, kind of like a bullet mark. It's believed to indicate that a bullet wound from a past life when an uneven pattern or lesion suggesting a powder burn on the opposite side. Mm -hmm. Over time, these marks may turn brown, resembling embedded bullets, hinting that the death caused by gunfire with a typical black coloration. Hmm. A stab wound, a birthmark suggesting a stab wound from when one was asleep in a past life. If the mark is curled or located near the eye, it indicates that a direct, uh, wow, a direct stab through the eye. It recalls a historical assassination like Julius Caesar's death. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I said, the poisoned arrow. Mm-hmm. A burn mark, a red birthmark suggests a burn mark from a past life. Darker marks imply recent trauma, while white or lightning marks are seen as signs of healing. And karmic restoration. So these are based on what the birthmarks themselves look, look like, like. Yeah. Not necessarily where yeah. they are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there's some. So if you have like, if you're born with a ton of what looks like freckles or moles in one area, they consider those scattered shot marks um, resembling patterns from sprayed shots or bullets, mm-hmm. suggesting injuries from such like projectile like weapons. Yeah. And past lives like cannon shot marks um, are typically black, indicating severe burns from a cannon fire. Isn't that crazy? It is. It's cool. Like if you were in a war. Okay. Then it, um, like branding marks indicate like criminal uh, history of activity in the past lives. Like they used to brand the, mm-hmm. the bad people. So then in ancient times, Roman era. There was a mythological explanation for facial moles. They believed that the gods, concerned with mortals whose beauty could rival their own, sent down dark spots to mar otherwise flawless complexions. <laughs> so they thought that people that had blemishes on their faces, like born like that, they were like, mm, the gods thought you were too pretty. <laughs> That's funny, too, because you think about how, I mean, I guess it's different things come in and out of fashion but like how cindy crawford she had her yes. mark on, you know, uh-huh. and that, like became a thing that people started drawing yep fake ones on their faces yeah and it just kind of shows how like de- like what's beautiful is uh-huh. it changes from yep 
from day to day, it feels like. Right, exactly. Um, wasn't Marilyn Monroe had one too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't people get like, where was hers? Don't they, people call it like the Marilyn Monroe piercing? Uh, I think so. And I think that's also where Cindy Crawford yeah. is. I am not sure. I, I think so. Yeah, I don't remember either. I just think it's, I always think it's interesting the things that are considered mm-hmm. unattractive mm-hmm. and attractive and that goes out and in <coughs> and out and in. Yeah, it's wild. Um, okay, so the Middle Ages in Western Europe saw a stark shift in attitudes towards moles, <laughs> far from being considered beauty marks, any skin imperfection, including moles, pimples, birthmarks, pimples. <laughs> yeah, I would have been so screwed. Oh, skull white. It was interpreted as a sign of witchcraft because they were the witch's teeth. Good Lord. I mean, with my red hair, and I, I mean, I have so many birthmarks. You'd be done for. You'd be done for. Yeah. The Renaissance era, um, it was high-class white Europeans striving for ghostly, pale, unblemished skin, which was considered the pinnacle of elegance. So any imperfections were concealed with black dots, mimicking beauty marks as a fashion statement among the elite. Yeah, why? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, And then this continued on with like fake beauty marks and people's obsession. I mean, even I remember when we were teenagers, people would be like that. Yeah. And now people will draw for freckles, Mm -hmm. which I think is really interesting. People who I've seen people um, who do like the contour with their self tanner. Yeah. And they also do like fake freckles while they're at it. And it turns yeah. out really cute. I feel like if I tried it, I would end up looking ridiculous. But oh, I know. People, really I cute. always think about contouring with self-tanner, and then I'm like, you're going to mess it up. Didn't we talk about, um, oh, whenever I've contoured with self-tanner, I just look like I haven't washed my face. Like, it just looks dirty. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid looking. But um, didn't we talk about doing freckles when you were yes, doing your permanent yeah. makeup stuff? Yeah, I could do freckles. I I've thinking about it. I've done it on a couple of people. You should. We should. Yeah. Maybe. I could still could. I mean, I get freckles in the summer. Yeah. Um, across my nose and across my shoulders. But okay, I don't in have the summertime, right let me just go near them. Yeah. And, and then I'll have them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So more folklore surrounding these is having descended from same royal family in previous lives. So if you've got like certain beauty marks. I like that one. Uh-huh. Um, you suffered from identical fatal injuries at the same location on the body like me and Olive if we had similar ones. Mm-hmm. Um, that could have happened. Uh, or you're being under the protection of the same guardian angels or spirit guides who marked you with a kiss pre-birth to sign and recognize each other in this life, Aww. which is adorable. That is adorable. I know. Or if you have like animal shaped ones, you, that's your animal spirit guide. Oh. Yeah. Some say that it intertwines you with specific people in your lives in significant ways. Some say that. Like, if you have the shape of a rabbit's foot, it means that you've been lucky in previous lives and you're going to be lucky in this life. Oh, it's that's just, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Kara. Megan. As I was growing up, I thought that for a relationship to be good, that meant that it was easy. Yeah. And I think we still hear that a lot. Like, oh, for sure. Oh, it's, you know, nothing should be that hard. It shouldn't right. be as hard. You and shouldn't like, have to work at it. I understand the point behind that message, mm-hmm. but I also think it's a little flawed. For sure. Because I think the best relationships are the ones that you have to put work into. Yeah, you put the effort into. Because you care enough to put yeah. the work into them. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but I got divorced last oh, year. Oh, you, you did? I did. Oh, my gosh. Not a lot of people know. I had no idea. I haven't talked to had at all. no idea. One of the byproducts of that is how strong my relationship with my daughters has oh become. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I think it's because we've had to have so many difficult conversations. Yeah, for that sure. That we never had to mm-hmm. consider before. Yeah. It just shows how talking through something can be so helpful. Right. 
Therapy can be a place to work through any challenges you face in all of your relationships, whether it's with your family, your friends, you've gone through something Mm -hmm. hard. I am a huge advocate for therapy and seeking it even when you don't even feel like you need it. It's just so helpful to chat life through with someone with an outside perspective. BetterHelp offers you kind of that telehealth aspect. You don't have to go in person if you're not comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. It's literally right at your fingertips. Yeah. You just fill out a questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you don't drive with that therapist, they'll match you with another one. No charge. It's so funny because we just did this episode on soulmates. And I think it's just a good reminder that every relationship takes work. Not everything is going to be easy. So become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com slash WMMM today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash W-M-M-M. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my hair cut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all mm-hmm. over again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo, uh-huh. T-Y. M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top of the line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh my we gosh. got a so straightener and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so right. handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge MCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against the ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay. So I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally curly wavy hair so it was a huge game changer for me it dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny which i noticed immediately mm-hmm. i didn't even need to straighten it afterwards and usually i do because usually i have all those wild like curls left over yeah. the wind power on this thing is intense it's wild like i turned it up i was like let's play with these buttons okay so it has three magnetic styling attachments they're all amazing you know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like oh my gosh this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's gonna be so tangled not with this one and it's magnetic so it's great so right now you guys our listeners can get 30 percent off their first order at timobeauty.com t-y-m-o beauty.com Using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to TYMOBeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. So going back to like finding birthmarks that are similar Um, to another person it could either be somebody related to you like I've said like Olive or somebody you know you're just fond of Mm -hmm. Um, or maybe not fond of and then they just keep finding you in another life and what if it's just like that connection you're like get out of here I mean there is like the the, you know one of the things the theories about souls and patterns Mm -hmm. and cycles is there's like you keep interacting with the same ones until Uh you learn whatever you're supposed to learn from them and move on yeah yeah. Some people, I just want to be like, I've learned enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
Mm. Okay. It says when birthmarks are similar in unique ways, such like shape, color, specific animals, rabbit's foot, you're lucky, all that fun stuff. It's because you shared a spiritual essence or path. So it recognizes these birthmarks in each other can lead to discovering like a kindred spirit or someone who understands and supports your spiritual journey in a profound way. What if we had the same birthmarks and we didn't know it? Uh, yeah. Well, I don't have one on my butt cheek. So. so people whose birthmarks exactly match in size, shape, color, or location may share multi-lifetime connections. Soulmates often thought of in romantic terms, but it can also be family members, friends, significant others who reincarnate with you through various lifetimes. They play crucial roles in your personal growth. And like I said, it could be romantic. It could be family. It could just be like a friend. I mean, soulmates can be anything. What else? They don't Whenever have to be. Your I partner. had my Akashic Records done mm-hmm. um, at Kripalu. Yes. So I went in there fairly skeptical. I mean, I'm always, as much as I love all this stuff, I'm still pretty skeptical. You know, I like to like, I don't know, be um, persuaded, right? Yes, right. And so she brought up just different. I would, she would, she was like, do you have any questions about anybody specific? And so I would name names. And, right. But not give her any hint mm-hmm. as to who they were. And then she would talk about it. And one of the people that I named, she was like, oh, um, yeah. Yeah. You all have been through several lifetimes together. Oh. And she was like, there's this very playful energy. Like, it's like you all meet before you come back uh-huh. and you decide what you're going to be for that lifetime. Oh. And then it's sometimes it's really mischievous and sometimes it's romantic and sometimes it's like, because it's just souls and there's no yeah, gender to right. souls. There's nothing like that. Right. So, so she goes, sometimes it's familial, sometimes it's romantic. Yeah. How funny. But it is very, it was very interesting to me. That's really funny. And it made a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, in a terrible way. So. Uh, whoa. <laughs> oh, fun. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, Ivan Stevenson, a prominent researcher and former chairman of the Department of Psychiatry at the University of Virginia, conducted studies from 1961 on children who claimed to remember past lives. He discovered that many of these kids had birthmarks or birth defects matching wounds of the deceased individuals they remembered. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oftentimes, Uh, These were from violent deaths. And he documented over 200 cases, noting that these birthmarks are not just common discolorations, but they're unusual in shape, size, texture. They resembled those past life traumas. So his research involved interviewing these kids and their families. He examined, he photographed kids' birthmarks, defects, and he made all these connections just by chit-chatting with them. And he published his findings in Reincarnation and Biology, a contribution to the (laughs) etiology of birthmarks and birth defects. So many words in that. Can you all, when you all are writing big, long things, can you just maybe just write birthmarks and the studies of it? Could you just not? Can can you just say that? Could you just think about how to... Girls from Kentucky might talk about you on a podcast and words are hard. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of words to say at once and not get wrong. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you did well. Thanks. So um, he, one of his notable cases, I'm gonna butcher this name from Sri Lanka, Purnima, Purnima, was born with um, distinctive birthmarks at four years old. They claim to remember a past life as a male incense maker killed by a vehicle. Her claims were later substantiated by the discovery of matching incense makers' death. 
His work, supported by further, further research, suggested a significant correlation between birthmarks and past life memories in this case. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. How would a four-year-old know that somebody, yeah, an incense maker, died by being killed by a right. vehicle? Yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's the whole thing where you, they talk about how the younger the child is, the more of a connection they have to their, to like spiritual things. Yeah. And the more openness they have, and it gradually closes as we get older. Yeah. So that's really interesting, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It says the autopsy of the incense maker showed injuries that align with her birthmarks. Wow. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, he also documented cases where there's kids that have birthmarks corresponding to both entry and exit wounds, like gunshot victims mm-hmm. from past lives. Um, and a child in, from Thailand had birthmarks matching the gunshot wounds of a school teacher uh, who was murdered before this child was born, despite no autopsy. Witness accounts from that person's life support the connection between that kid's birthmarks. And the injuries from that person that died. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So another one from Turkey, born with facial deformities resembling injuries from shotgun blasts, which matched the fate of a man his father knew. In the U.S., a boy born with a heart condition mirrored the fatal injury his grandfather suffered in a robbery. Oh, wow. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Um, and then... There's experimental birthmarks. Several Asian cultures where marks are made on deceased or dying persons with the hope that the mark will reappear as a birthmark on an individual if they are reborn. Oh. Mm-hmm. So it's like to look for the reincarnation. To ID- yes, exactly. Oh, that's really interesting. Uh-huh. So it's their goal is to identify the reincarnated soul. And Stevenson and several others um, documented cases supporting this. One case um, is a boy born with a birthmark resembling a mark his mother made on his deceased grandmother, indicating the grandmother's wish to reincarnate as a male. Yeah. Um, it said that um, the boy expressed knowledge of his grandmother's life. Oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't, oh, that's wild. It's wild to me. Like, how, yeah. Like you just sit there and think about it and you're like, there's no way. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there a way? I know. Because there's part Could of it. Could this be like, the way? There's one part of my brain that is very much like, I don't believe any of this. There's a science behind why people have birthmarks. But then there's another part of me that's like, I don't know, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe it's a little bit of both. Uh-huh. You know, maybe yeah. in some cases there's a reason. In some cases. Right. There's not. Right. Was it Willow? Yes, it was Willow. When Willow was real little, she used to tell me, she would say, remember when I was able to watch you when Sophie was in your belly and how much fun you all used to have when you would go to breakfast. And I would say, what? Yeah, because Sophie was born first. Willow was yeah, not. Yeah, Willow is the, my middle child. But Willow is my little witchy free spirit. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, mom, you did? <laughs> but I mean, so sad and I religiously went to breakfast every Sunday. I think it was Sunday mornings. Yeah. And like I had a new spot where we would go eat breakfast because that's what I wanted all the time when I was pregnant. So it's so funny that Willow would be like, remember when I would just watch you all? Well, it's also really interesting for Willow to even have that thought if yeah. she were to make it up. Right, like, exactly. Like, to even have the thought of, remember how I used to watch you when you yeah. were pregnant with my older sister? Yeah, exactly. What? what? Why? Yeah. And well, and she's also my kid that's like, yeah, I used to, like, she would play dolls with, you know, somebody yeah. that wasn't there. And it was my grandmother. She would yeah. describe her to a T and then I pulled out a picture and she's like, yeah, that's her. 
I'd be like, don't talk to granddaddy. He'll teach you bad words. <laughs> okay, so um, then there's instances where individuals, particularly those susceptible to suggestion, have shown physical reaction under hypnosis. Um, hypnotists have successfully induced blister formations on subjects by suggesting that they were being burnt while being, like, using a cool object. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like a fingertip uh, for the touch. In some experiments, objects shaped like letters or symbols were used, resulting in uh, wounds or skin changes mirroring those shapes. Subjects have shown skin changes after emotionally revisiting past traumas through hypnosis or medication. A man developed marks resembling rope marks on his forearms after reliving an experience of being tied up. I just love that you I changed the word. Indentations. <laughs> it's not coming. Like, it just came out of my mouth then, and it didn't want to before. Like, I could see the word solution. coming up, and I was like, I'm not going to say that right. Oh, I love it. I said it halfway right, and then I, I said it right just then, but nope. <laughs> nope. It wasn't coming out of my mouth. Uh, yeah. Rope marks after reliving an experience of being tired. Yeah, that's wild. That's wild. So it says that it suggests that mental imagery can directly influence physical conditions in cases of birthmarks or birth effects related to past lives. It theorizes that if the consciousness of a deceased person continues in a child, then traumatic memories from the past life could manifest in a physical mark or anomaly. Maybe that's also why our brains, like... You know, when we have traumatic experiences, just completely erase our whole lives at like during that point. Mm -hmm. Like we have no recollection of it whatsoever. Yeah. Like there's chunks of my childhood that I have no idea. Yeah. What happened? Same. Yeah. Yeah. William Roloff, parapsychologist, acknowledged the authenticity of the birthmark and birth defect cases linked to the past lives, but was skeptical about um, reincarnation. He said that telepathy might be more plausible uh he said that in many instances the child's mother or someone closer to her or him was aware of the physical wounds or characteristics so then he said well maybe this information is telepathically communicated to the fetus influencing its physical development i think that reincarnation makes more sense than I'm this surprising uh, yeah like you think reincarnation is too out there but this isn't yeah but it does remind me of the book I have mentioned yes. on here before, yes. where it has like, uh-huh. you know, generational. Right. Uh-huh. And it has like the cellular memory and like of your grandmothers, theoretically, great grandmothers. And yeah. right. When little girls are born, the eggs that they have are already in them. In them. Yeah. And so, like, my grandmother already had my mother's eggs inside her. Then your mother had you. Right. So there's three so, generations yeah. at once in one body. And so, theoretically, but about the, the book is called, um, and it didn't it didn't start, start with, with you. you yeah 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 that's what, yep. that's what it's called it didn't start with you and um it's great it's so it is it's so good if you like this kind of stuff it's all about like familial trauma basically mm-hmm. but um so this makes me think about like whatever trauma that your grandmother experienced yeah the next two generations that it's also kind of experience they yeah. were inside her yeah so that is and they talk about is it that same book that they talk about um, for men, it's somewhat similar, but it's not generational. It is what they're going through in their life when you're conceived. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Because that know, leaves a mark on that. Yeah. Deep. Right. Sperm mm-hmm. men have and, you know, regenerate forever. <laughs> right. <laughs> but for women. So like my grandmother, when she was pregnant with my mom and once my mom like became female, 
mm-hmm. as a fetus, there were three generations yeah. right there. And so any trauma that my grandmother had as when she was pregnant with my mom, mm-hmm. I also would have experienced yeah. somewhere. So crazy. The yeah. cells that would become yeah. me, right? Yeah. And so it really, I mean. It's wild. It is wild. It is so fascinating. And there's so much about the cell that they still don't know. That, you know, you should look it up, guys. It's, it's really wild. It's wild. It's really good. It's really good. Um, okay. So there's several critics out there that go against um, the all these statements about like reincarnation and stuff. So you all have to go read all my show notes about it. But then there's a notable phenomenon where children with birthmarks or defects also report memories of past lives aligned with injuries, deceased person they claim to have been. And his, his research documents all of it. Like you can find hours worth of research doing all this. So there's, some cases that have compelling evidence. There's some that people are just like, oh, he kind of linked this. But he, like, hundreds of children. That's so wild. It's nuts. And they and some people are like, well, that's, you know, the kid didn't remember the exact lo- location um, of where this person was. Or they're like, well, that's not that exact birth, like, that where that birthmark is isn't the exact location of where that wound was on that person. Mm-hmm. But this child is insisting that they were this person in this life and here's all the details about it so people are just going back and forth like this is not yeah i mean to be fair it's an out there theory, yeah right like yeah. i get why people would be super skeptical um but i love the idea that there could be some truth to it right exactly yeah mm-hmm. that's kind of wild yeah thanks crazy conspiracy theories on birthmarks that's i like this i'm glad that you didn't have any kind of really crazy story <laughs> i don't think i could handle it today yeah so thanks yeah. for that you're welcome <laughs> it's really fascinating to think about i think yeah if you guys have any cool birthmark stories you want to hear them oh yeah and if you all have been told by children or as a child or whatever you think that you're reincarnated we want to hear about that too yes yeah. always maybe i'll have to do a little dive on uh, patreon about people that believe they were reincarnated oh yeah past life stuff mm-hmm. I always love so that. intriguing yep Okay. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. Yeah. We love you. So much. Goodbye. Goodbye.